Hello, 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 rumors, money, and movies. Your host, James Bass Stone here. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. That's RMM underscore 901. Again, follow us on social media, RMM underscore 901. Wherever you may be listening, we support you. You can subscribe if you're listening. Please do. You'll get alerts of when shows come out. As I was talking about the last episode, the last show, this is the awards season we are in now. Uh, uh, we have the Oscars to look ahead forward to the end of April. The Golden Globes were uh, February 28th. Woo! You know? And uh, we got some Justice League coming up in the near future. Godzilla vs. Kong in the near future. And an Oscars preview. So we're on the awards season's uh, grind right here. I have a list. I have a list over here. You can hear the paper crumbling. I got a list over here for you people. I was taking notes of last night. Uh, if you look at, the, if you were following them on Twitter, thank you. You would have saw me live tweeting. I got some good content on there, some funny stuff. I'm gonna go through the show, what I thought, uh, and just uh, kind of discuss what's going forward, especially as we approach the Oscars. So, without further ado, let's get into my Golden Globes review. I'll talk about, like, who won a little bit, but a little bit less on the analysis, uh, analysis, but not necessarily based off who won or who lost, because obviously I haven't seen a lot of the films yet. I'm I'm going to, obviously, but not yet. This is the first Golden Globes I saw in full, at least to my knowledge that I can remember. First Golden Globes I actually saw from start to finish. And uh, it was... It was interesting because I didn't like a lot of the stuff they did and I also didn't really not like a lot of the stuff they did. So get right into it. I'll go in order here. And again, I got my list here, folks. So the beginning of the show, though, I did not like at all. We had the Tina Fey. So to begin, and I took notes on this. To begin, we had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler give us a monologue that was complete dog. Complete garbage. I laughed once. Complete cringe. I mean, it was just hor- Just get off my TV. I do not care, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. You know, it, it was. It got to the point where... Like, I don't care. Like, like, like I don't care. You know, there when you, when you have a... When you have, right, a um, comedy, right? Everybody knows this when you have comedy. You're supposed to be edgy in some way, whether you have slapstick, physical comedy, or like sort of taboo comedy, right? Where you talk about things that are somewhat taboo. Race, gender, uh, sex, things like that. When I get absolutely nothing, bro, nothing. Nothing. There was nothing in that in that monologue of any merit, of any merit, bro. Absolutely nothing. I don't even know why they came on to the set and did it and did it. It wasn't needed. It was an eight minute waste of time that I didn't even didn't even consider laughing. I laughed once to to an ovary joke. Oh look at that! A little little bit edgy. Other than that, they go oh. We got here and, uh... <laughs> How's that funny? Like, the jokes are so stupid. You know? It's like, how does this get over? So, so get off my TV because I do not care. 
I do not care. Bro, seriously. Get horrendous. I need Ricky Gervais over here. Especially you get COVID. You have so much comedic material to use with COVID. And all the blunders of this past year and you use nothing. You make fun of a couple people and that's it. Oh, because we don't want to... We don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. We don't want to make fun of them. It's a joke. It's a joke. Ricky Gervais said it best. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Racists are offended of equality. Sexists are offended of equality. Does that make them right? No. So if you're offended by a joke, that doesn't mean you're right. Get off my TV. Any SNL, you know, any SNL crap on this show needs to get off my TV. It's not funny. I don't know who watches SNL. It's garbage. It's garbage. Then we had best supporting, uh, best performance for supporting actor in a motion picture. Daniel Kaluuya won. Deserved it completely for Judas and the Black Messiah. As we get closer to the Oscars, we'll talk about his performance in that film. But his audio didn't work. His audio did not work. I was hearing Jared Leto. I couldn't hear this guy. Me and Jared Leto was like, I wish I could, we could hear him. Jared Leto was more funny than the whole entire monologue. Because at least Jared Leto was made a, wasn't even trying to make a joke. And he also had a... So he was trying to shoot confetti and he, he couldn't. His thing broke. I was laughing at that. So Jared Leto was funnier who was nominated for the little things. Jared Leto was funnier than anything in the monologue. Get the monologue off my TV screen. Danny Kaluuya deserved to win, though we didn't have his audio. And then Laura Dern's like, we thank you, we're sorry about that. And then he's like, you can hear me, you can hear me. So, good speech from him. That's that. Now, because this is the Golden Globes, we also have to do some television. You know, they now make the best television in the limited series, comedy, all this stuff. So we had best performance by an actor in supporting role, John Boyega won. There was nothing really of merit here. I don't know what show he's in, small acts. I don't watch TV, everybody knows that. I do not watch TV. Good for him. He, I don't know. Whatever. Best performance by an actress in a television musical comedy. Schitt's Creek. Catherine O'Hara won. Now look. These people in the audience were just like, Schitt's Creek, yeah! You know, maybe you should be a little less partial. You know, you're in the audience. You're invited by these people. You're supposed to be clapping for everybody evenly. And you're just like completely just basically, you're not burying the other nominees when you completely just root for the other people but you know I, I don't really agree with that when you I hate when they just like go clap clap crazy for like one show which is Shit's Creek which is you know everyone loves that show they're like oh my god you know I don't know I've never seen it I don't, I'm never gonna see it never say never but I'm probably not gonna see it I don't watch TV but but the reason why I bring this up is not only that but her husband tried to like play the music they play music they were playing music for some of the speeches because they were going a little long so they started the music to try to speed them up, the winners, and uh, Catherine O'Hara's husband started playing it during her speech, so I thought the guy effed up, and I thought he wasn't supposed to be playing it, but I think it was a whole spoof, but that was funnier than anything in the monologue as well. The, the moral of this story is, when they let the actual actors and the artists be funny, it was funny, when they tried to force some garbage SNL crap, it stuck, so going forward is what we should be doing, let the actors and actresses be funny? Enough with this cringe humor that never works. I think that should be the rule going forward for everything. Then best motion picture for an animated film, Saul won. We're going to talk about Sal. I should Sal won. Sal won. <laughs> oh my God, Tracy Morgan, bro. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I'm going to see Saul. Uh, I'm planning on seeing that. But the, but the, the noteworthy thing about this thing... 
was that they showed like 14 different TV screens in one. I mean, they so they obviously they were doing it online, right? A lot of these people were online, so they were going they were going through Zoom or whatever. But the people who won, uh, the producers, had someone else speak who was speaking through an iPad. So I'm watching my TV, my computer, through an iPad, but like that's on their screen. So it's like three screens deep. Then they pull out the Golden Globes and they show Tiffany Haddish, who was presenting in the award, watching that. So now I'm watching Tiffany Haddish watch a TV screen. Within that TV screen, there's an iPad showing another video being held up by two individuals. I'm like, why? 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 I don't know. You tell me. Next... We had Best Performance by an Actor in a Limited Series. Mark Ruffalo won. He got a little political, but not really, which I liked. He never, he didn't actually get super political. He just said some things that were more sort of abstract. Right, they weren't really on the nose. Do that. Everyone knows he's a burnout. Bernie Sanders guy through and through. That doesn't really matter, though, because he wasn't super political. He wasn't in-your-face political. I had no problem with this saving whatsoever. And I actually agree with what Kimmy was saying because he was talking about the environment. So, much deserved fam. But Jeff Daniels, the best thing about this segment was Jeff Daniels was like, he's, he's outfit, he didn't care. Like, some people didn't care today. Bill Murray didn't care. He was drinking a cocktail and wearing a butt, uh, Hawaiian shirt. Jeff Daniels looked like a guy who was going out to the grocery store and Jason Sudeikis was wearing a, a sweatshirt. So, some people just didn't get the memo, I guess. They didn't want to look nice. Oh, Chloe Zhao was wearing a t-shirt. So there was like four people that just didn't even want to get dressed up in the slightest. They just, I come as you are. Come as you are. You know what I mean? You know, the the uh, the, the restaurants come as you are, or the shows, whatever they are. Come as you are. That, that was the uh, policy for some of these people at the Golden Globes. Then we had Aaron Sorkin come on, who won Best Screenplay for a Motion Picture, which is one of my most, this is what I judge films off of, your screenplay. I haven't seen any of them yet. I'm going to, don't worry. Aaron Sorkin won for The Trial of Chicago 7. I don't think I'm going to like that movie, but what I will see. But he made it political, of course. You know, he's like, oh, you know, the, we can't let democracy die. And you know, it's not something you hold your hat on. And the if there's nothing more... He could have just left it at the quote, but then he, of course, would be like, there's nothing clearer than the, the events of January the 6th. It's like, okay. Get political on me. Let's do it. Please. But the reason why this was really bad is I got political with Aaron Sorkin over here. And then I got another garbage SNL segment with Keenan Thompson. Going, you know, trying to speak French. No one cares. Nobody cares. Her and Maya, her, him and Maya Rudolph trying to be funny, presenting a fake award or whatever. I don't even know what they were. It was such a... They were, like, accepting some fake award and trying to be funny. And it was, like, the, the punchline was that they were, like, insexual. Go look it up. It's so awful. Get off my TV screen. That's all I gotta say. You two, get off my TV screen, please. You need to leave. You need to get canceled so I don't have to watch you. You're not funny. Anybody SNL-related, get off my TV screen. You might be funny stand-up. You're not funny anymore. You know, oh, it's so funny. I got three shoes in my hand. Oh, I gotta, you know, I'm speaking French. No. Why is that funny? What am I, three? No, get off my TV screen. Get off my TV screen. 
Then we decided to have a good show. So the Golden Globe said, you know what? We're going to have some garbage scene. We're going to have the Hollywood Foreign Press come out. They can't speak English, these people. They're all from France. Come out and say, no, they were actually from France. They weren't King Thompson pretending to be France, French. And, you know, they said that we need to do better. Bro, how do you have no black members? It's 2021. You know why they have no black members? Because they're from Europe, these people. They're not Americans. These people voting are all from, you know, Italy and France and Germany. They can't speak English. I mean, literally. They can speak English, but it's not their first language. You know, how do you not have a minority? They, they have a minority member because one of the women that was presenting was South Asian. It's just like you got to be really stupid in a lot of different ways not to have a black member out of 78 people or 75 people, whatever it is, in 2021. Goodness. This was the first part, and it was awful. You know, you, need, you needed to get off my TV screen because it just wasn't good. You know, and this was really the first 45 minutes of the show. You know what I mean? And then the show found a rhythm in the first, in the middle part. From around 8.45 to around 10.30, it got, it, got, it got very quick. And it just, the entire complexion of the show changed like that. Right? It really, really did. And I'll get into why in a little bit. So the first reason is, well, this was the first, there was an award for best performance by an actress in a television series drama, Emma Corrin won for The Crown. That was the one show I was contemplating watching was The Crown. Though I haven't. And I'm probably not. So, anybody asking me to watch a TV show, guys, it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not going to happen. You know, let's call a spade a spade and say, you know what, I'm probably never going to watch a TV show in my life. But if I was to watch one, I'd probably be The Crown. So she won her award, first nomination, first win. There was a couple first winners here, uh, first noms, first ones. Then, the most comedic moment of the night, so far, was for Best Original Song. Tracy Morgan came out to present uh, the award. He was doing like a double-decker. And uh, he did Best Original Song and Best Original Score. So EOC won Best Original Song... Uh, for the life ahead of foreign film. For Salzuri, it's an Italian film. But then Best Original Score was the next next category because he did both, right? And this guy here, he, I mean, I, I really don't understand it. <laughs> but Soul won again, and this guy says Sal. Now, I thought he was trying to be funny, but he actually messed up. And he was like, Sal, not Soul. You know, and it was the funniest thing because you know he actually messed up. So, complete, complete and utter just comedy. I laughed my buttocks off at that because it was just, it was real. It wasn't forced. It wasn't, like, it wasn't garbage, right? It wasn't cringe. It was just comedy. You know what I mean? It was legitimately just comedy. And that's all I care about. Give me comedy. Don't give me cringe and this show was a lot of cringe when it was trying to force comedy but I would want to just let the actors or actresses be actors and actresses they it was funny so that was great when when he did that and he messed up that was great the next segment of the show was Jason Sudeikis winning for best performance by an actor in a television series musical or comedy he won for Ted Lasso now if you know Ted Lasso this guy started out as a marketing gimmick for NBC Sports. 
to try to promote the Premier League as they had Jason Sudeikis come in as an American football coach and somehow get hired as a British Premier League coach for the Leicester, Leicester, supposed to be the coach for. But then it came, it became into an actual TV show at Apple. Now, the funny thing is, is that this TV show came out last year, but this this, this stick that they had, right, this uh, gimmick of commercials came out like six years prior. So it was just, it was funny that it waited so long. But Jason Sudeikis was higher than a mother. Now, you know that song? He's high, though. This man is high completely. Which I thought was the funniest thing ever. Because he's wearing a sweatshirt. He's higher than a kite. And I'm just here because I want to see it. And again, they let them be themselves. And it's funny. It's comedy. When you force comedy and it's garbage, you know, you wonder why. But when you don't force comedy and it's good, then you wonder why. So, you know, he was really great in this. In this, I mean, he wasn't trying to be funny, obviously. Though he is a comedian. He was just high. And it really added a lot of value to the show, in my opinion. Because it was funny. It was genuinely funny. Also, there was a nice moment, actually, I should say this, with Don Cheadle telling him to speed up, which is, is going to be a meme now. But then Schitt's Creek won for Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. Good for them. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy, wrote Rosamund Pike won. Now, she's like, her, the film that she's in is I Care A Lot, and she got really excited by the fact that she won. And she was like, you can tell I care a lot. So that was kind of funny. But she also brought up Rudy Giuliani. I'm like, why? Because her fellow nominee had to like be in a room with Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy Giuliani, by the way, did not try to have sex with this girl. Rudy Giuliani... Okay, was like fixing the microphone because he thought he was getting interviewed. They were making it seem like he wanted some sexual favors, which is not what happened. It's just not. I mean, I'm not saying Rudy Giuliani. I don't really care about Rudy Giuliani. I'm just saying. Directing that the guy was trying to do something he wasn't trying to do. So whatever, a little bit of politics here, a little bit. Look, it's better than, you know, every speech being political. I'll take a little bit of politics. Just don't give me the whole night. Uh, then we went to, they, then they had, and I should just mention this. In between, before they went to commercial, this was another good part of the night, is they showed the actors and actresses just talking to each other kind of awkwardly, you know, commercial breaks. And some of it was funny. It provided some funny humor because some of the guys did not care. Like Al Pacino was out of it. He was sleeping. You know, it was funny. And other guys were saying, yo, nice to meet you, yada, yada, yada. But uh, Bob Odenkirk... Was really funny, I thought, in his little sketch because he was nominated in the next award, best performance by an actor in a television drama. So I thought that, that these provided some good moments, uh, especially when the people really weren't didn't really care what was going on, kind of thing. Josh Connor won for the Josh O'Connor won for the Crown, another Crown, the Crown. Then we had best motion picture foreign language, and this was a problem. So I'm gonna talk about a little bit about this. So for some reason, the Hollywood Foreign Press says if you are if your if your primary language is not English, you're a foreign language film, and that means you're not up. So if you're a foreign language film, you're not able to be nominated for the best picture, the best motion picture categories, which makes no sense. If you're a best animated film, you're not able to be nominated for best musical comedy, which makes no sense. They like put the films in boxes. So Minari, which is an American film, I mean it's an Asian American film. It stars Asian actors, and it has multiple languages in English and Korean, 
they were not allowed to be up for the best motion picture. So they had to stay with, uh, they had to be within the confines of foreign language. Now, the Oscars are different. The Oscars are foreign film, right? Because they don't want films, the Oscars don't want films that are basically made in the United States like this one, but foreign language. So Minari is not, Minari, for example, is not eligible for best foreign film in the uh, Oscars because it's an American film. It's an American-produced film. But in the Golden Globes, it's based off language, right? So you could be an English, you could be an English movie. You could be like a British movie, say. Or you have, I mean, that's not a good example. But you could be uh, another film, right? For the Oscars, for example, like Parasite last year, there's no, there's no wall, so to speak. There's no, you're not unqualified to compete for the best picture. Like Parasite last year won the best picture category. But for the Golden Globes, it is. The Golden Globes is kind of run like garbage, as you can tell, because I don't, it makes no sense. The rule makes no sense. It's like you're, you, you're able to win for best foreign film, best foreign language film, but you're not up for, you know, you're not, a, you know, you're not qualified for the best motion picture, a drama. So it, it's kind of stupid. It just is. And Lee Isaac Chung, who accepted the award, uh, kind of stated that without actually saying it. He said, you know, we, the language of love, and he actually had a really good speech about language. He kind of subtly hinted at it, you know, like a little, you know, wink, wink, we heard you, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but they look, they got a Golden Globe and they won, which was big for them. But also his daughter was super cute because she was like, I prayed, I prayed. That was a great moment. That really was a fantastic moment when she said that. That was one of the best things I saw uh, on the show. Now, getting into some of the other stuff that they had, they had a couple nice sketches and I'll get to Jane Fonda's speech in a minute. So the first two sketches, they had two sketches kind of right next, right near each other in between a couple of awards. They had the Chadwick Boseman tribute, which I liked because they were asking kids, where are you from? And they, they said, you know, I, you know, they were asking kids questions and they didn't know any of the answers, but they knew who Chadwick Boseman was, which was really nice for Chadwick to get nominated, uh, to get recognized like that Wakanda forever. But he's more than, he's bigger than that. I mean, he was able to play Jackie Robinson. I mean, I mean, the man, you know, played James Brown. And he, he has a golden... And he might win an Oscar for his performance in the film he won for in the Golden Globes. So we'll get to it in a little bit. But I thought that was a really nice sketch. I also thought the sketch with the medical doctors... They did like a, a sketch with the medical doctors and the, you know, the actors and actresses were like, I'm very sick and like, what's your illness? And it's like based off a film that's getting nominated or a show that's getting nominated. I thought that was a great sketch. I really did. I thought it was really funny. Nice job honoring the healthcare workers but also giving me some actual comedy and not some garbage, you know, uh, cringe, uncomfortable other thing, whatever SNL gives you. So th those are two little nice sketches sandwiched in between, you know, uh, best television series drama, The Crown. The Crown one again. I don't, you know, TV shows. So that kind of transitioned nicely, those two sketches with a nice little breakup of the show. And then we got a good speech from Jane Fonda. Which I thought was a really good speech. I didn't, you know, they had like a nice little tribute for her, showing all she's accomplished. I, 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 I liked it. I liked her speech. Actually, it wasn't very political. You know, everyone knows her politics, whatever. She's an activist, but she said some, I guess, political things. But they weren't like partisan. I think's a better word to put it. You know, she was just arguing for inclusion, 
or like the fact that they were constantly incorporating the other actors and actresses' reactions to the speech, and that they were showing them with showing them basically watching her talk. And it was just nice to see them kind of be in awe of of what she was saying. And I should mention that Norman Lear also won the Carol Burnett Award. You know, his speech was fine. He said, I never laughed alone. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really like invested in his speech in any way. Not that I was really like hanging on Jane Fonda's every word, of course. But I thought actually both speeches that they gave for the Cecil B. DeMille Award and the Carol Burnett Award, those are the two awards that the uh, Golden Globes give out every year. Carol Burnett Award is for television, and Cece Bill Demi is for significant. It's for the film industry or basically entertainment at large. So I thought both of them did a really nice job with that. Then we went into the Jodie Foster winning Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, and uh, for any motion picture, because the the way the Golden Globes do it, if you're not familiar, is they have drama, comedy, musical or comedy. And then they do it by best actress, best actor. But then for supporting actor, they just combine those two. So basically you have 10 nominees for, for best actor and best actress. Because you have five and five. Five for drama and five for musical or comedy. But then you just have five for the secondary. Uh, for supporting actors. And so Jodie Foster won. I don't think people thought she was going to win. And neither should she. You know, she was laughing. Because I don't think she thought she should have won. Now, I didn't see her performance. I heard that movie wasn't that good. I'm not going to like it. I can just tell. I don't never say never, but I don't think I'm going to like it. And uh, sh- But she yeah, was laughing at him because I don't think she thought she should have won, which was funny. So that was funny, though. She, she shouted out Aaron Rodgers. I like that. Yo, Aaron Rodgers, how we doing? How we doing, buddy? How we doing, Devontae Adams and those guys? We'll see if they can win the championship this year. I don't know. But... You know, I think she was just surprised more than anything that she won. And also, it's still kind of funny to think about the eight years ago that she was. She was like, can't, kind of came out at the Golden Globes when she accepted the Cecil Bill DeMille Award. And now, you know, she's like full on, you know, kissing her wife and stuff. It's just, I guess that's interesting how people change and grow. And I have a thing to say about that. Not that specific, but just in general about these awards uh, to kind of wrap up here at the end. But, you know, I, th- I think she was genuinely surprised because you, know, you get some people who are, like, shocked, but she was just laughing. I don't know if she was happy or she just thought it was, like, dumb as hell that she won. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I just think that she was chilling. <clears throat> so, um, that was fine. I, I mean, I didn't have any problem with it whatsoever. We then went into Gillian Anderson winning for The Crown. Again, Best Supporting Actress in a in a series. So... Hey, look, I don't know. For television, she won again. The Crown keeps winning. I got it. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy won for Best Actress in a Limited Series of Motion Picture Made for Television for The Queen's Gambit. I know a lot of people like that. And then back-to-back for The Queen's Gambit, Best Television uh, best television Limited Series, Queen's Gambit won. So she, they got a couple of awards. But going forward here, not a Chadwick Boseman winning for My Rainey's Black Bottom. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. I don't know if he's going to win an Oscar for this, but the fact that you won the Golden Globe, you have momentum now going into the Oscars. It's the start of award season for a reason. No rhyme intended. So I think that his his wife accepted it on his behalf. And I thought it was a really nice moment for him. Obviously getting recognized for his performance, but also it's almost a celebration of his career as well in a way. To go out kind of like... Go out a legend, kind of a way, you know. Unfortunately, his life was cut too short, obviously, of course, due to his illness. 
but the ability to have be honored to win an award. Again, I have to uh, going forward. I'll obviously, break down that performance and who I think should win next month. But I, I'm glad for him to get nominated uh, to win. I mean, excuse me, because uh, you know I wasn't the biggest Chadwick Boseman fan. I really wasn't. I kind of thought he kind of older. I didn't love him. I didn't hate the guy, of course. I just didn't think he was the best actor. But I like when guys get recognized like this, kind of their last go and their last right, because they deserve it. They do. And then to kind of, uh, it was somewhat shocking because after this, the show kind of got a little stale, even though they really had all the the best awards left to give out. Uh, Part of the problem was we had a complete garbage segment with Barb and Del Vista. I don't even know. It's some garbage movie that came out. No one cares. Maybe it's good, but these people came out, Annie Mumalo and uh, Kirsten Wig, for a completely not funny segment. Whatsoever. Just just completely just destroyed the whole momentum of the show. Uh, and, and it was really kind of a shame because this... It was just SNL cringe. But it was a shame because directly prior to this, Chloe Zhao won for Best Director. Now, she's a woman, obviously. She's a woman of color. She's the first woman of color to win Best Director in a motion picture at the Golden Globes. You'd think they'd mention that. No. Drop the ball. A historic moment like that, drop the ball. You know, you'd think that would feel important and it would feel like it, it meant something, you know, to win. And since it wasn't in person, so I get you weren't going to get a lot of clapping and they might have been nauseating all the claps you would have got. But at the same time, you kind of drop the ball when you don't even, you don't even have anything. I mean, like even a mention. So maybe they did and I missed it, but I don't remember anything of that to that manner. And really just an unfortunate... Situation for an, it just didn't feel that important. She was wearing a t-shirt. She did not care. But, <laughs> yeah. Then we get some more politics for Sasha Baron Cohen. So we had Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Borat won. Who cares? I heard it wasn't even good, but, you know, he got political. He met, he brought up Rudy Giuliani. The second mention of Rudy Giuliani tonight. He said, you know, he made, you know, he made Rudy Giuliani's career. And he, Rudy Giuliani went on to star in... The Four Seasons landscaping and like a hair dye drama and all this stuff. It's like, why did he live rent-free in your head? Why does Rudy Giuliani live rent-free in your head, bro? Like rent-free. Rudy Giuliani doesn't even have to pay. And he's just sitting there. Who cares? I don't know. Then he won again. He, he like said a speech about the film and why it was important, right? Because he was talking about how uh, you have to kind of fight danger and conspiracies and all that. And I was like, you're not wrong, but please. When someone says conspiracies, I'm like, you better chill. You better chill with that. But that was whatever. Then he comes back and he wins Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. So you could tell he was like, damn it, I used all my lines. I used all, I used all my material in my previous speech. So he had to thank everybody again or whatever. He won. Uh, again, because he plays Borat. And, you know, he made a joke about Trump. That was actually really funny. He says, you know, Trump conceded the election which was really brave of him, but he said that he accused half of the voters of being dead. That's a really mean thing to say about the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. I thought that was hilarious because the Hollywood Foreign Press, all these people are 78 years old and can barely speak English. And uh, for him to say that was pretty funny, I got to be honest with you. That was, that was a good joke. Political but funny, hey. Make fun of anybody I expect. If you're making fun of people, it's a little different. It's a little different. That was funny.
We then had a best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Andrew Day One. Shocking. I don't think anybody predicted this. I I knew Frances McDormand was a heavy contender. People thought Viola Davis was going to win. Kerry Mulligan. But the fact that Andrew Day One, in a movie that people don't think is that good, United States vs. Billie Holiday, uh, people said it was kind of a bad movie, but she, her performance was good. The fact that she won was kind of shocking to everybody involved. And she was crying. It was a good moment. And I'm happy for her, obviously. Because you could tell it meant a lot to her to win. In the final award of the night, we ended at like 11.03, was Best Motion Picture Drama. Nomadland won. Chloe Zhao won again. And that beat out the trial of the Chicago 7 mink, Promising Young Woman, and The Father. And uh, Chloe Zhao was good. She said, you know, we gotta, we're not saying bye, we're saying see you later. And we'll see. I don't know if that's going to bear any fruits for the Oscars, obviously, because the Oscars are the uh, grandest stage of them all, the granddaddy of them all. The Golden Gloves are just kind of a party, and the Oscars are really where you get serious kind of thing. So I don't know. It's not really like you win a o- Golden Globe, you're going to win an Oscar kind of thing. It's, good, it's a good omen, though. It's a good omen. I'll put it to you like that. But I do want to say about this award show that people were saying that it's, it, it wasn't diverse enough and they, and they snubbed some diverse films or some diverse art. And I know what they were talking about. They were referring to I May Destroy You, which people said should have definitely been nominated and wasn't. And also The Five Bloods, which I loved. Now, The Five Bloods probably should have been nominated, maybe. I, I don't know. Look, Deroy Dor- Linden should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I haven't seen any of the other performances, but... I actually have, but he should have been nominated. And going forward, I'll be able to give more of a concrete of who I think got genuinely screwed. But this was a record year for diversity. I mean, really, I, I don't really understand this. We're not diverse enough. It was a record year for diversity. You had three women get nominated for Best Director in a motion picture, which is <clears throat> unbelievable. You don't get that. Three women in one year? It's in the single digits. Other than this year. Come on now. Seriously, come on now. I don't agree with that at all. I really don't. Additionally, Best Director went to a woman of color. Best Actress in a motion picture drama, woman of color. Best Supporting Actress in any motion picture, LGBTQ community. Best Actor in a motion picture drama, Man, man, man of color, best actor in a motion picture comedy, uh, man of color, Sasha Baron Conan, and then best actress in a musical uh, comedy was Rosamund Pike, so she was white. But I mean, look, when you have, and also best actor, supporting actor in any motion picture, man of color. So all three. Actor winners were men of color. Two out of the three actress winners were a woman of color or LGBTQ. The best director was a woman of color. I don't really know what people are talking about when it comes to lack of diversity. You could say on the show side there wasn't a lot of diversity, which you might be right there. You are right there. But when it came to the film aspect, because it's about movies, same with shows, this is about movies here. There was a lot of diversity. Records, I mean, there was more diversity really than you really usually have. And so that's the first thing. Diversity is getting better. Additionally, 
Some of the speeches that I liked were Jason Sudeikis just for being high. I think Jillian Anderson's was great because she was like, and you're, calm, you're relaxed, you're relaxed, and then you're not relaxed. Because when she won, she didn't really know what she was doing. Uh, she didn't know what to say when she accepted her award, which I, I, I sympathize with that point of view, to be honest with you. I ain't gonna lie. Yet, the history was missing. I don't know why they weren't building up the history. Andrew Day was the only was only the second woman of color to win the award that she won, Best Actress in a Drama Motion Picture. That wasn't really said at all. They weren't really building the history at all. And then, the, I know they don't do tribute to the Golden Globes, but you don't even have a word for Christopher Plummer. I don't know about that. It was just, I, I don't know why they don't do tributes. Instead of giving me garbage, seriously, seriously unless give, instead of giving me garbage and giving me, giving you, giving everybody, garbage SNL crap, what if you gave everybody a tribute for a scene, for a segment? Give people tributes. And actually, obviously, Chadwick Boseman deserves something a little bit special because of his age. But, I mean, other people died this year that deserved at least a nod. Seriously. I, I didn't like that. But, so I thought, just kind of, again, in, in some, I thought the first 45 minutes were F-worthy. I thought the middle two hours and a half, or two hours, and, you know, I thought around the, the middle two hours, or an hour and 45 minutes, was really like an, an A, a solid A quality, maybe A-. minus. I thought it was really good quality. And then I thought that the last half an hour was good. Just get the garbage SNL. Get the SNL stuff out of my face. I don't care. So I'd probably give that like a B. So I think it was like a B show. I think these award shows could be more entertaining, more fun if they just let it just breathe. And they, I think they could be more exciting. Uh, but overall, I don't, I'm not. I'm not super annoyed by it or anything like that. So that's my Golden Globes review from a production side, from who I thought, whatever. The Oscars are gonna be long. I was not. I didn't know this was gonna be that long. I'm sorry, people, but I was just trying to talk. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I, I thought the show was good. I hope you enjoy this show. I hope you enjoy all the shows. Put it that way. Again, coming up, we got King uh, Justice League. Jack Schneider. Jack Schneider. Justice League. In about two weeks, we have Godzilla Kong coming up. World Championship, World Heavyweight Championship of the World. Excited for that movie. And then we'll have an Oscars preview show. I'll think I should talk about the films, who I think should win, yada yada yada. And then also might be a two part show because I'm trying to keep the length down. And then finally an Oscars uh, recap show: who got snubbed and who like shouldn't have won and who won and all that. I'm really excited and I hope everybody in, uh, is excited with me. It's an exciting time for award season, and again. I'll say this. I'm going to try to get some people on for the Oscars. I want to get people on for this, but no one really watched. So I'll try to get people on for the Oscars. But thank you guys. I've been writing solo the cast couple of weeks, but we'll have people on going forward for definitely for Justice League and definitely for Godzilla vs. Kong. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, never forget, if you got feedback, please give it to me. Thank you, and have a nice day.